Welcome to season six of Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look into the Christian healing ministry. Do you want to talk about that time when something happened that you did not understand, or when you were told how to deal with sickness in a way that didn't make sense to you? Over the next four weeks, we'll be having helpful conversations about that time when our healing journeys have been challenged by suffering, silence, sickness and sin. So whether you're an Americano, a cappuccino or a latte, pick up your coffee mug, plug in your earbuds and let's talk. Good morning everyone and welcome to another week of Coffee Pods. Um, My name is Lisa and we're also joined by Wes. So today we're going to be exploring those times where we have seen healing take place and healing, uh, the healing ministry of Jesus is very much at the center of ACORN. And today we're going to be asking Wes about those healings that um, he's maybe witnessed. Um, So Wes, in a moment, I'm going to ask you about some of those healings that have taken place. But first for you, how did this all start? That's a great question. Um, like many things in Christian ministry, you sort of start by accident, really. You, you just sort of stumble into it in a way. Um, when uh, I was 19 um, and uh, I married young, so Mary was uh, there as well, same age, um, we had this idea uh, that um, if we could worship in such a way that the presence of God was with us, that we knew that Jesus was able to save and rescue and heal just by being there. It's it's what we'd read in uh, the Gospels, and and we just read it very simply. I was a musician, started out as a as a school teacher, but I ended up as a worship leader and and writer. And that conviction grew that we just knew that if we could get people into the presence of Jesus, because for us, worship wasn't simply about those moments where we. Uh, And we do. We rehearse the truths of the faith about God. But actually, worship was an encounter with him, that he was there when we did it. So in that sense, what happened is uh, I just started out um, journeying with that in in worship. Um, I met a man called Ken McGreevy, who was like a mentor for us for 20 uh, years. And I I did a bit of traveling with him. I, I just watched I uh, served, I learnt, uh, I, I got involved, it got me involved in things, um, initially just starting by leading others to worship, but then he got me involved in, in praying as well. And, and he, that was very, very formative for me. Mm, sounds like a really amazing opportunity that you had there. Oh, it was huge. And, and I look back and even now, Lisa, and I think, Wow. I mean, what an incredible gift God gave me to be able to journey with him um, in the healing ministry. And he introduced me to it and to others in the healing ministry as well. Brilliant. So are you able to tell us the very first healing that you can recall seeing? Oh, absolutely. It it is indelibly printed on my mind. I mean, I I don't think I'll ever forget it. Bear in mind, um, you know, I was um, relatively young in the ministry um, and and I was just I just felt like starting out and he took me under his wing and whatever. And he used to invite me to travel with him, which I I did. And, uh, you know, I would I would ask him questions in the car as we went along and stuff. I'd get there and he'd say, well, you lead some worship and then he'd preach and then he'd pray. 
and I remember it was in Runcorn, um, and we were there doing a church uh, weekend. And all I can say is that it was as if heaven had been torn open and and, and had fallen down among us. I mean, out of that uh, weekend, I can remember stories of thinking, "Oh my goodness me!" But the first one was um, at the end of the meeting. Um, uh, a man came to him and said, would you, would he, would he pray for him? And Ken said to me, Where's, we're going to pray for this guy. And, you know, it was in those days and the Holy Spirit really did come very powerfully on people. So part of my job was to catch them, to make sure they didn't hurt themselves. I never worked out the theology of, of could you hurt yourself if you fell over? But hey, there was nothing. <laughs> and then the guy said this, he said that he'd got uh, stomach cancer. And actually I was aware that he had been getting out uh, of the meeting a lot and coming back and getting out and coming back didn't really twig with me. And, and Ken just asked him what it was and he told him and, and two things struck me about it. One was the very simplicity of Ken's prayer. And I might talk about that a little bit later on, mm. but, but all I can say is the power of God hit this guy so hard that he he, he fell backwards and I, I hardly had time to get involved in, in helping him down or whatever that was. It was an involuntary thing on his part. It was as if he was polaxed. I was absolutely frightened. Yeah. Bear in mind, this is the first time I'd ever seen anything like this. I thought we'd killed him. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, know, I know it sounds strange now, because but bear in mind, I'd never seen any of this. It, I thought yeah. we'd killed him. And I thought the police are going to come any minute and take us away to prison. I mean, that was actually, I remember it going through my brain thinking, we are in deep trouble. And and I, but I also looked at Ken and he looked quite calm about this. Yeah. Um, and then after, you know, I don't know, it, it seemed like hours, but it was probably only, you know, five, 10 minutes. Mm. The guy got up, he was happy. He wasn't injured. He was whole. He, he thanked Ken and 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 went away and i thought phew we really got away with that one <laughs> the following day it was a weekend thing so this was the um the friday night in saturday ken was doing all day teaching evening celebration and then we were going to do sunday morning service as well mm. on saturday the guy comes in and he sits through the first session completely doesn't leave and the second and the third and the fourth and the evening celebration and what he'd said to Ken was that because of the stomach cancer, he had to get up and go to the toilet every 10, 15 minutes or so. Yeah. And he didn't. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I mean, I think I was probably as frightened that something had happened yeah. as to the fact that something hadn't happened. And actually <laughs> starting in the healing ministry, many people are afraid that God might do something as well. And so Ken, being very wise, he said to him, look, what I want you to do is go back to your doctor. You know, if God's done something for you, and he taught us this, if God's done something, done something for you, your doctor will confirm it. And the guy did. And, and a few weeks later, he could, Ken got a, um, a letter from him to say the doctor had said to him, I don't know what has happened to you, but the stomach cancer that you had, you don't have anymore. There is no trace of it in you. I, I, I can't understand this. I'm just going to sign you off. You are absolutely yeah. cured. And, and that, as you can imagine, made this incredible impression on me. I thought, oh, yeah. my goodness me. And should I tell you what freaked me out? I, I realized that I was standing within a millimeter of the power of God yeah, <laughs> working wow. on this guy's life, guy's life as, as, as we just placed our hands on him. So that, that was my first. It was like, oh, my goodness. As you can imagine, after that, it, it, once you've been bitten by this, you really can't get away from it. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And that kind of leads me into the next, the next thing I was going to ask you is that, um, you know, some people may know that you led um, a church in Northeast London for about 19 years and you did healing in church life over that time. Um, can you tell us what that was like and what you did see take place? Well, yeah. I mean, people say, how did you, how did you do that? And, and it was just need. Yeah. Do you know, like, like for many people who come to Acon, um, they, they're at the end of a process. There isn't anything else that they can do. Yeah. And so they often come to, to a church and say, you know, can you help me? Plus, the normal little things of life, you know, everything from an ingrained toenail to a, you know, a, a cold or a whatever. And, mm. and in the end, we decided we just try it. We just try for everything. Yeah. So um, I remember um, we experienced great triumph and great tragedy you know in 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 that period um i remember one guy um they used to wheel me out uh, the team to do the healing session on alpha so if anybody's done alpha you'll know about this jesus is the healer um and i worked out that you know it was a wonderful opportunity just to to grow in it and test it out so i remember a guy i'm standing in this uh, house i've got my back to the fireplace isn't it funny the things you remember when you're doing this yeah. and he's sitting on the couch on my left um it been introduced to me uh and uh by his wife and he she brought him along he wasn't a christian and he was just interested in what she was getting into um and i did the healing one and i just said look I, simple uh, as this. And I, I have to be very simple. I can't work out anything else. And I said, look, um, I'm going to pray. And I think Jesus is the healer. I've told you about that. So what I'd like you to do is put your hand on your body as near to the need as you possibly can, right? In public. And I'm going to pray. We're going to ask God to do something. And I remember I prayed very simple prayer, you know, took authority over it and told it to get lost, whatever it was, and mm. blessed it in Jesus' name, as you do. And as soon as I finished praying, this guy shouts out, he says, it's gone. <laughs> he says, my back, it's okay, it's gone. And he jumps up and I'm looking at him and, and I'm trying not to look surprised because, you know, Jesus <laughs> is the healer. But, but you know, you, every time someone gets healed, you're wonderfully surprised. Yeah. And he got up and he said, it's gone. It's absolutely gone. And he starts moving around. He says, my back. And his wife yeah. is like, oh my word. Anyhow, what I didn't know is that he was quite high up in uh, Freemasonry. Okay. And of course, all Christians all then get, you know, a bit dodgy and iffy about it. And they mm. say, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I said, listen, I think if God has met him by healing his back, I think he's going to sort <laughs> the rest out. And I have to say he did. And the guy got out an incredibly, you know, fast rate of knots and smoothly with, with grace and everything. It was quite amazing. Yeah. And yeah, of course, the issue was, it wasn't very difficult to lead him to Jesus after that because yeah. he'd experienced him. And we had this idea that, People should experience the gospel before we explained the gospel. Wouldn't it be great? And that, that was from my son, who was 13 years old. He said, <laughs> Dad, it, wouldn't it be a good idea if God explained it, did it before you explained it? And I thought, gosh, this kid, he's brilliant. <laughs> um, and, and that was an amazing thing. I, I remember then we had someone over from the States who's, who was very well known in the healing ministry. I won't mention their name because it sounds a bit like bragging. Um, but they came over and we asked them to help us and teach us and do some healing ministry in that. And, and Ken came in frequently to help us with that. And I remember um, this family brought a little girl. I remember her name, um, Emily, brought a little girl. And she had her left eye had a glide and a squint that meant it wasn't just slightly off. It was like over the the outside of her face, you okay. know. 
and they just asked if he'd pray. And I, I have to say, I, this guy prayed, and I was standing there uh, with him, and I watched the eye, absolute word of truth. I watched it straighten up and center into the middle of this guy this girl's uh, eye socket and you can imagine she is like oh my word when yeah. she looks in the mirror her family are like and in a sense you'd say was she going to die because of it no but did jesus love her and, and like her and want to do it he absolutely did mm. and i i can remember i watched it with my own eyes i watched it move and i thought oh gosh so in in vineyard it was it was some really interesting things we had some you know, challenges as well. Um, everything from the little to the big. Um, mm. One of you know, but yeah, that was that was a bit of bit of vineyard, really. Yeah, that's awesome. So then, going from vineyard to Acorn, and obviously you're now the director of Acorn, um, and you've led us in a very strong emphasis on healing and particularly physical healing. And why is that? And can you tell us some of the things that you've seen take place within Acorn? Well, it's, it's really funny, Lisa, because when I became the director of ACORN, the first thing I did in on the journey towards that um, uh, was I read most of Bishop Morris Maddox's books. Bishop Morris started ACORN in 1983. And actually, I saw that the, the strong emphasis that he had was on physical healing. Now, yes, healing comes in lots of different ways. And, and we have healing of, of the mind and the soul and the body mm. and, and, and the emotions and, uh, and everything. Absolutely. So, that's all included. But I worked out that the church was probably very good at inner healing. It was very good about at funerals. It was very good about building relationships and stuff. The thing we weren't that good at was physical healing. You know, so, and I saw that Morris wanted to not just restore that in the church, but it was a, a way of, of introducing people to Jesus. And it was also a way by which um, everybody got involved. Mm. So it wasn't just a chosen few. And he wanted to equip the whole church to do that. Bear in mind, you know, the Anglican bishop, and he wanted everybody to be involved. So um, that's why I brought it back front and centre into Acorn. I'm not denying that any of the other healings are important. They absolutely are. But it's about recovering this particular thing. So what have you seen? Well, um, uh, at the end of a service, I was asked just to pray for uh, a lady who, um, and she said, you know, she'd had um, IBS, um, ir irritable bowel syndrome for eight years, eight years of pain every day. Mm. Um, and I talked about Jesus, the healer, and this was actually in the coffee queue, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I discovered that Jesus can do anything in the coffee queue. Um, and so I just said, well, you know, just put your hand on your tummy. And a friend was with her and I got her hand to put her friend's hand on top of her hand and I put my hand on her friend's and I just said, Jesus, you know, this is a problem. I'm going to ask you right now that you'd come and heal this. Mm. And, and it, I, we learned to keep things simple. Um, God doesn't answer longer prayers better <laughs> than he ans answers shorter prayers. And it was a very simple prayer in the coffee queue. And um, I, I remembered saying, hey, bless you and whatever. And, you know, nothing appeared to happen. Um, I happened to be back in, in, in the same place the following week. And she came to me afterwards and she, uh, at the end of the service, she said, Wes, I've had my first pain-free week for eight years and I've eaten normally. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I was just interested. So I tracked it and uh, she had a first pain-free month, a first pain-free year. I think she's now on year three. Wow, um, after eight years of pain. So that was, that was nice. Um, I, 
uh, in a acorn healing service uh, a lady was prayed for um and she had arthritis and uh, uh after we prayed uh, i said to her do you have any way of knowing if anything's happened to you mm. you know and, and i'm just interested i want to know if god's been you know what god's been doing yeah and so um she said, yeah. She says, I can't do this. And with that, she bent over and touched her toes. <laughs> and I said, oh, it's really interesting. You can't do that. She says, no, I can't do that. And then she put both arms up in the air above her head and waved them. She says, I can't do that either. And I said, mm, that's really interesting then that you've done things. You know. and, and she was just, do you know, the thing that really amazed me is she wasn't amazed because, of course, Jesus was like that. Yeah. You know? uh, um. I saw somebody um, talk about unintended consequences, Lisa. Um, I was asked to pray for somebody's uh, ankles and and God healed their deafness. Wow. And I have no idea why. And the only reason I know that is when I got up, because uh, I was kneeling at, at their feet and I laid hands on their feet and prayed. And I got up and I said, uh, do you have any way of knowing, you know, and the person said to me, stop shouting. And I said, oh, I'm pretty sorry. <laughs> And she, she said, there's no need to shout at me. So I said, oh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, and their friend said, actually, he's not shouting. Mm. And, and she oh. I bet I that took you by surprise. <laughs> Heck, it did, because I, I, I mean, talk about unintended consequences. I had no mm. idea. You know, and I was so shocked. I, I didn't ask what happened to her feet either, um, which is slightly <laughs> odd. I guess the one thing, one, one of the things that really strikes me, um, I saw a lady healed of kyphosis, which is curvature of the spine when you're bent, okay. um, curved over, not yeah. twisted. And she was prayed for very, very simply, you know, Lord Jesus, as you do, please mm. come and help. We just command this to straighten up. And and it was really interesting because the team were there and I just felt that we should not touch her because sometimes it's really important for G- for people to know that Jesus can do it by himself. Yeah, You know, he, he doesn't need his mates around. Yeah. Um, and we took a step back and Lisa, I can honestly say I watched her with my own eyes straighten up. Amazing. I mean, I watched her, her head come up. I watched her shoulders come back. I watched her spine. And actually what happened is she came back to me a little while later in the meeting, after the meeting was over. And she said, my friend says I am taller than her now. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because she simply um, straightened up. So, That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's just, I was just thinking as you were speaking as well, the thing I particularly like about um, being a part of ACORN mainly as well is that the healings that we see aren't necessarily just taking place at meetings um, or, or yeah. intentional gatherings, like you just said, like in, in a coffee shop line. And particularly yeah. now in the season we're in where a lot of what we're doing is digital and it's online and we are not physically present and our team are not physically present and people are laying hands on themselves and healings are still taking place. It's just, yeah. yeah amazing yeah it's wonderful isn't it yeah and, and i think i think that's I, I feel like we're getting back to the heart of bishop morris's vision that mm-hmm. actually the church should be able to do this we we should all be involved in that yeah yeah and actually so before lockdown and and this sort of digital world that we're in at the moment you traveled a lot didn't you doing teaching about healing and leading yeah. healing services um can you just tell us a story from one of those moments or events that was outside of acorn <laughs> Yeah, this one again, there are some things that just stick in your mind. And this one is absolutely lovely. And and can I just say um, uh, that I am not the hero of this story. And I'll explain why. Okay. Um, I preached at a meeting. A guy comes to me at the end of the service and says, would I pray for his wife? So I said, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I look around. He was on his own. I look around. She's at East, and she, he said, oh, she's not here. 
So I, and he explained to me, she had fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis, and she spent her day in a chair in the lounge. She couldn't really move. And I said, yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I pray, for, you know, you can't really say no. So I mm. said, yeah, I pray. Absolutely. And I just asked him, I said, would you mind if I just put my hand on you as if I was putting my hand on your wife and, you know, you can stand here by proxy for her. And I began to pray very simply and he began to cry. He, be, he was very moved. And I, and it was in those moments I thought, Oh God is doing something here. Mm-hmm. And actually in the end, it made me stop my prayer. <laughs> Funnily enough, halfway through, I'd I'd asked Jesus to come and heal her. And I said, you know, I think you should go home right now because God is clearly with you. Mm. And I think what I'd like you to do is, you know, as you put your key in the door and open uh, open the door, I'd like you to go to your wife. Just take her by the hand and just bless her with what you're feeling right now that you've got the presence of God with it. And, and, and he was, he was quite, you know, he was quite moved and he said, thank you. And he, and he just went off and I thought, okay. And I got an email a few days later and he said, Wes, I did exactly what you said I should do. And I thought, Oh Lord, please let this be okay. <laughs> as you do ever doubting. <laughs> and he told me the most amazing story. He opened the door, called to his wife and he as he opened the door, he found us standing at the other end of the hallway. And so he said, what are you doing? She said, well, I've been standing here waiting for you to come home from the meeting. And he said, well, what happened to you? She said, well, it was about nine o'clock and I just felt that I should get up and and I knew that I could. And so I did. And so I've been standing here since then waiting for you to come home. So you can imagine he's just absolutely beside himself. And people said to me, you know, well, you know, and then I, because I worked out that Jesus healed people when he wasn't even in the room. Yeah. But it wasn't me that was the the hero of the story. It was her Mm. husband. He had faith that God would touch his wife. Mm. And and that's, it it, it really was, you know, and, and he, and he emailed me and he told me, and you know, she's, she's fine. She's walking around and she'd spent the the time standing in the hallway (laughs) waiting for me to come home when she couldn't. Do it. And I, I just thought, Lord, you're just more amazing than I ever thought you were. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, that's just one of the amazing stories you've told us yeah. today. Um, and I have heard you say as well that uh, as well as seeing people healed, you've also been to funerals. Um, yeah. And perhaps next week we can talk about how you do keep going when things aren't working out as you had planned when you had prayed. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, just to close, would you mind praying for us now? Let's do that. If you're listening to this and you've got a a physical need or any other need, but if you've got a physical need, why don't you do just what the guy did at Alpha? Just put your hand on the need now. Father, as we lay our hands on our own bodies in the name of Jesus on his behalf, Lord, I ask that your healing power will come now upon us and every disease and trauma, every damage. Lord, as as we're here now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let healing come on our bodies. Lord, I release your word, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
So thank you so much for joining us again today and we look forward to being with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Coffee Pods. We hope that you have found today's episode helpful and inspiring. If you have a question of your own about Christian healing, send it to info at acornchristian.org and we'll respond. For more information about Acorn, our events and how to support our work, check out www.acornchristian.org. See you next time.